Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. And welcome back to Game Changers. So, I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but I love video. Honestly, video is the reason why I am where I am today, having a multiple six-figure business, climbing to seven figures, why I have the audience I have and all of the opportunities that I have. I just so believe in the power of video. And I know that's really funny coming from a podcast episode, but even if you decide to start a podcast and that's the way that you effectively communicate with your audience, still having some type of video, whether it's lives or even just using your stories is such a powerful way to build trust with your audience. And so in this episode today, I actually sat down with one of the Game Changer Collective members, Alan, who is actually a video coach who specializes in helping you to produce video and use it to attract clients and build your business. So we sat down and we spoke all about, first of all, the mindset behind video. We also spoke about the most important element of video, which by the way, it's probably not what you think. And then Alan gave some really, really practical tips and advice for not how you can pro- not only how you can produce better quality video, but then of course, also how you can use it to sell and make money in your business. So I'm so excited for this episode. Please, I would absolutely love it if you did enjoy it as well. If you left us a review, if you shared it on your stories, if you just messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, what's up? I love video and now I'm going to go use it in my business, whatever. But I just love to hear your feedback. All right, I'm going to stop rambling. Let's jump into this episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I have a very special guest on today. We've actually been trying to make this podcast interview happen for what seems like an eternity now, but we are also going to be speaking about one of my absolute favorite topics. Can you guess what it is? Of course, it's video, right? Welcome, Ellen. I'm so, 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 so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, it's been a long time coming, right? But finally, we're here. Well, it's really funny because when we had a conversation the other day, it's just, you know, so much has changed in your business and obviously so much has changed with us here at the podcast. And sometimes, I don't know, this may be a little lesson, totally irrelevant to business, but for everyone listening, you know, Ellen and I tried to do this quite a few months ago, but then obviously I was traveling and all of this. But then, you know, you said you had some changes and now it's actually a more perfect time for us to sit down. And I feel like that's a great lesson for everyone out there. You know, if things don't seem to work out, maybe you want to get a client or, you know, you want to do an event or you want to launch a course and the timing just doesn't end up being right. Like there's probably a reason for it, right? 
Yeah, definitely. And yeah, for me as well, like I made like not a major shift. I mean, I, I shifted my ideal client and yeah. now everything just works yeah. so much better. Yeah. And yeah, for you as well, like, and just, yeah, it feels like an eternity ago since we were like talking about it and all of that. And yeah, I don't know. It's just something weird. Maybe it's how the universe works or whatever, but now is like the best time. Yeah. Not weird. I love these little synchronicities. Well, it is kind of weird. Every single time these synchronicities happen to me, I, I am very much like, that was so weird, but also so magical. I love it. I love it. Um, but as I just said, we are going to be speaking about one of my absolute favorite topics, and that is video, because it's not often that I actually get someone who loves video as much as I do on the podcast, because I don't know, it feels like everyone just does podcasts these days. But anyway, Ellen and I obviously are huge, huge, huge fans of video. Video is like the still king, like king, queen, whatever you want to call it. It's still the number one way to connect with your audience. And what we wanted to do was sit down and give you some really, really practical ways that you can get into video. Video, even though everyone knows that it is one of the most it's just the best way to connect with your audience. Like most people are consuming video content online these days. I'm sure you've got some statistics about that. Like I know that for sure video content is taking up like over 60% of consumption online. If you're not on video in some way, shape or form, unfortunately you probably are being left behind. So video definitely is something you should get into. However, I also know that it is really intimidating. It is really scary to try to put yourself out there. And Ellen is the expert with this, so don't worry. She has some foolproof strategies for you to help you get started with video. But Ellen, I would love, love, love if you could go through your story a little bit more first and why you love video so much. Yes, definitely. And yeah, I totally felt that like firsthand how crazy it is with like how much mindset plays into getting on video. And I didn't expect that in the beginning. Like I started um, in 2018, just researching so much about this entrepreneur lifestyle, getting into blogging, creating a new blog and, and getting into writing and quickly figuring out that writing really wasn't for me. And it's really funny because I have a degree in film and video production. And for some reason, I thought blogging was like the next step from that. But I don't know what I was thinking. But um, yeah, but it was huge. And, and then, of course, I got into the Game Changer Collective, which was a big thing for me, just really kickstarted my business journey and really got into that, not really knowing where I was. I had stopped the blog and really just thinking, you know, what, where do I go for here, from here? Like I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted the entrepreneurial lifestyle, but I didn't know what that looked like at all. And um, just the Game Changer Collective just changed everything for me. I, of course, um, had a degree in video and I was thinking, well, video is something I can work with, right? And um, started creating videos on YouTube and was just so shocked at how difficult it actually was mm -hmm. to actually do that. And, and, you know, I was so, I was just beating myself up so much over it because I had, you know, been in video for several years then and just really been so comfortable behind the camera. But when getting in front of the camera, it was a totally different story and just feeling so defeated from that. And yeah, so much self-doubt and criticism and insecurities came up then. And I really just started questioning everything. 
And that's when I got into, like I heard about coaching from the Game Changer Collective. And I was like, this is really interesting. And I figured by then, like I had been creating videos for a while actually. And um, yeah, and after doing it for um, a period of time, like it took a lot of work, but I sort of got over the hurdle that many people face, right? Like the really big, scary leap and and just being able to silence all the self-criticism and the self-doubt going on in the back of my mind all the time. And, and that was huge. And I figured why not help people with that? And, and so I, I was really scared to get into coaching, but I did it from, from the fear challenge in the Game Changer Collective. And it was absolutely exhilarating and so amazing for me. Like it really opened up so many new doors. And honestly, like, I don't know like where I would be now if I didn't join the Game Changer Collective. And if I didn't like get into coaching, my life is just so different now. And yeah, my confidence is totally different. And yeah, it just skyrocketed from there. And, and I've worked with some amazing, amazing ideal clients since then. And yeah, it's just honestly been the best decision I ever made. <laughs> I love that so much. So what I really want to focus on before we jump into any strategies, because I mean, it's the perfect introduction is how did you really start to overcome those limitations of being fearful to be in front of the camera, especially for someone who has the experience of being behind the camera, which a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people are used to working for someone else. They are used to maybe producing content for other people, or maybe they're used to, you know, doing their job for a boss and they don't have that personal connection to actually the business, the brand. But when you do start putting yourself out there, it's, you know, you have to be super vulnerable, but also we take everything personally. So what did you actually do to start finding that confidence to kind of get to that point where you're like, you know, screw this, like, I'm just going to go for it. Were there specific practices you had? Yeah, definitely. Like the biggest shift for me was actually just, it was working with a, a mindset coach actually. So I really went deep into that and really channeled like that next level version of me. And that was huge. And that was just recently actually. So before then I really battled with that for a long time, like the self-criticism and all of that. And really like it, like it sucks to say it as well, but um, you know, it was a lot of practice. Like it took yeah a lot of videos before I actually managed to get over that. Um, and really, like, I think the main thing for me was really just finding the right platform and finding the right kind of way to go about video because I think, I mean, you're, you're killing it on YouTube. So, and I think you're like totally rocking that platform and, and doing it the right way. But um, for me, like in the beginning, YouTube was very like, it felt a bit off. It was a bit like structured and very like stiff, took a lot of editing and really found it hard to get my personality across on YouTube. Whereas with Instagram, it was totally different. Like there, I really got to like just be myself and all of that. So yeah, I really think, you know, it's about finding the right platform and all of that, finding the right audience, the right niche and all of that. But, um, but yeah, and also just like really focusing on who I want to be on yeah. video, like what kind of a person do I want to show to my audience? And yeah, just really channeling that next level version of me, which was absolutely huge. Like, and trying to show up like more and more like that kind of person every single day. And eventually like you get into that, like eventually you really 
you really start to become more of that person. Like you're still you and, and, you know, I'm shy and all of that and, and still struggle with that. But, um, but really like now for my audience, I know who I am. Like I'm the same person, but not really like for my audience, I am, you know, that educator, the expert. Right. And that's just been an amazing, amazing shift for me. And, and acting as the future me now has been just amazing for the growth of my business as well. So yeah, that's been huge. I love that. And obviously I speak about this all of the time. And I think a lot of people think this is like an exercise that's all spiritual or about manifestation. When I speak as acting as if more so as a confidence exercise rather than anything, you know, we, it's not about like faking it until you're making it really. It's just about seeing the, the capabilities that you already have inside of you. So when you say like, you know, Obviously, there's two things that I want to pull from what you said that were really important. The first thing, the very practical thing, which I think not a lot of people grasp, is that you said that you just did it over and over again. And even though you felt that fear, you just kept showing up and kept showing up, right? That's so important because so many people think that they need to accumulate the confidence before they take the action. And it's like, that's backwards. You'll get the confidence from taking the action, right? Exactly. And that's like, yeah, I think you know, it's really can be hard for people to like to hear because, you know, you really, it sucks. Like you really feel it. So like, I felt it so deeply when I was just really feeling like things weren't working for me. And I think, you know, that's the thing. Like, I think the more you do it, the, the better it gets. And I think, you know, a lot of people just really, yeah, like you said, like people have it backwards. And I think also the same thing for everything in business. Like you have to do things before you're ready. You have to do things when it sucks. Like your first video is going to suck so bad. Like I, I really know that. <laughs> yeah, have you seen my first video? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, really not being too hard on yourself really, I think is the clue here. And, and just knowing that you're going to fail a lot in the beginning, yeah. but you know, that's just the best way to really fast track that growth and success for you. Like it's going to come so much sooner if you do. Yeah. Did you always have that relationship with failure? Like knowing that it's inevitable and being okay with it, or is that something that you've learned? definitely something I've learned. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was just heartbroken every, for every little thing I messed up. I was just like beating myself up over it like a million times, but I knew this was something I wanted to do. Like I knew this was my passion, especially when I found coaching and saw that I could help people just knowing that this, you know, it felt so right. And like, you know, intuition was a big part of that. I think that's, you know, it guided me so much through that time. Like just knowing like that feeling it in my bones that this was the right thing to do. But yeah, definitely just so many ups and downs during that time. And, and yeah, I learned so much from that and, and really got so much stronger from it, but it was really hard. Yeah, definitely. So what did you actually do? So were there again, like, cause I know you mentioned that you work with a coach, like did she or he really help to change your perspective on fear? Like how, what would be your advice to someone who's like, yeah, all right, Ellen, like that sounds nice, but like, what do I actually do? You know what I mean? Like, how do you actually kind of start seeing failure differently? Because I think that is such an important part of, like you said, everything in business, 
everyone is so afraid to fail. They're so afraid to make mistakes. They're so afraid to be judged. They're so afraid to put themselves out there because what if they do something incorrect? I've been having a lot of conversations this weekend actually with people about exposure because I'm really honing in on this. Like if people don't know who you are, they can't buy from you. It's as simple as that. And the more exposure we get, not followers, I'm not talking about just numbers on the screen, but the more exposure we get to the right ideal clients, the more likely we are going to be able to grow our business and make money. But people don't even get to that point because of this fear of failure, because they're not confident. So what are some practical things that they could do? Is it like journaling, like, like anything? What, what is it that they can actually do to start seeing failure differently? Yeah. Like, I know, like that's huge, right? And and for me, it was, of course, journaling also played a big part in it, but a lot of it was just getting really, really clear on my business yeah. because I used it specifically for business. So it was more about, you know, what value, what do I value about my business? Yes. You know, the, my three top values, which, you know, one of them is having fun and just not taking everything that. so seriously. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I really just, um, in the beginning, it was really hard, but um, really figuring out, you know, why, why am I doing this? And, and really just figuring out, my basically having a good routine around it. Like, um, even if I fell down, like picking myself back up with, with like having amazing supportive business friends, but also, you know, yeah, with like really having, you know, that routine, like the journal, the visualization affirmations and all of that. Um, and just a really like, like I didn't have like, a support system around me in the beginning like really it was my boyfriend who really just understood what I was doing and but like the majority of those people were like on Instagram were like my business besties so that I that I found through the Game Changer Collective right and um you know that was just so invaluable so knowing like you know when I posted something sending it to them and just letting just hearing from them like this was great like um so much better than in the beginning right like you're improving so much and just like I just held on to that for dear life like that and even now just getting comments that just tell me like I really love your stories just means the world so yeah it was really just having people that understand you around you and also you know being able to just be your best support system, I guess, be yeah. your own like best friend. Coach, and yeah. yeah, exactly. Be coaching yourself and, and picking yourself up back up when, when it's really hard. So yeah, I would say that's the major thing, but we basically, yeah, with my, the coach I worked with, we were, we were really re- worked with, um, getting, um, clear on that next level version of me yeah. and also the values in my business and, and all of that. So, and getting clear on exactly what I'm doing, like, what am I trying to accomplish here? And that just really helped guide me in the right direction. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this because here is why I'm so passionate about like doing things in groups, like even with all of my programs and everything, as you will know, like I've shifted way more to doing it all in some type of group perspective. And that's the exact reason why, like when we're stuck in isolation, it is so hard, especially in the beginning, because it's unreasonable to think, oh, I'm going to launch a YouTube channel or I'm going to start my Instagram account and I'm going to have all of these comments. It just doesn't work like that in the beginning, but humans are on a feedback loop. Like when we take action, we do need feedback in order to feel motivated to take more action. And as I said, it's unreasonable to think that you're going to get that from an audience in the beginning because the audience just aren't there. That's how it goes. 
but to have a support network of friends around you to say, Hey, this is really great. You're improving like what you said, or a coach to even say, I really love this progression. Or even if, you know, just being a part of a membership or something and just for people to say like, this looks really good. Like you don't underestimate the power of someone telling you that your work is good. It's not that we should feed constantly off the, the, the feedback and the validation of other people, but the support and the accountability is so crucial. Yeah, that's like, it's insane. And I think, you know, a lot of people really don't, you know, they think they have to, you know, it, it is like, we're just doing things on our own, right? It's on our shoulders to actually take action and move our business forward. But I think a lot of people you know, hesitate to reach out to people. And I think, you know, that's, that was difficult for me in the beginning with YouTube was that there, I was just talking into the void. There was nobody there. Yeah. Um, whereas when I was on Instagram, I had my supportive friends and, and quickly built that following there. So it's so underestimated, I think, you know, how important it is to have that feedback and especially building a business. You want to know that what you're putting out there is valuable and you want to know that it's helping people. And when you don't have anyone to talk to, it's so, so difficult to keep going. Right. But you just yeah. have to, um, in order to see the results. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, I know a lot of people will not use this strategy because this is like the dun, 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 most terrifying thing ever. But in the beginning, when I didn't have anyone watching my YouTube videos and I didn't really have a following on Instagram as much, I actually used to post my videos on my personal Facebook page. So the Facebook page that, yes, it did have all of my friends from primary school and high school, you know, and I know a lot of people think that's scary because that's just um, inviting more judgment. But actually for me, that was the way that I got that validation because, you know, even people that I hadn't spoken to in maybe 10 years from, from the start of high school, cause I went to two different high schools, you know, they would come out and be like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so amazing. This really helped me actually, as a matter of fact, um, there's a, there's a person who's in the Game Changer Collective now who I hadn't spoken to. I went to school with in year seven and she started following my work and it was like, yeah, having that feedback in the beginning, wherever you can get it from, even if you have to send it to a couple of your friends via a WhatsApp message or something like that, like just don't be afraid to put your work out there because as you said, Alan, like don't underestimate just even one person saying, hey, this is really great. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so huge. And and I'm so glad you brought that up because that's like, I don't know if, I think that's even worse because I had a client who, a client who was really afraid to put her stuff out on her personal Instagram and whatever, because, you know, um, the people around her, you know, in her mind, they were so judgmental and didn't understand, you know, what she was doing and, and all of that. And I think, you know, maybe on the other side of that is, you know, nobody is watching, nobody's listening. Yeah. And, you know, that can be even worse. Like, yeah. um, and the same thing, like people, when people are posting something that might be controversial or whatever, and they're afraid of that negative feedback, that's so, you know, it's so debilitating for what you actually want to say, right? Because you want to be honest about what you're trying to, like the value you want to bring and the, the things you want to get out there in the world and, and, you know, your purpose. So yeah, I think it's really important to just be brave in that moment and actually just take the leap and, you know, still be controversial maybe or, or whatever say what what's on your heart but um yeah instead of really just 
feeling the emptiness of, of not speaking to anyone. Right. So yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think if you are, okay, so there definitely will be people out there who are listening and, and they're like, well, I really do feel like I'm going to get judged if I put it on my personal Facebook page because it's controversial, but that's when it's up to you to go find those people who won't judge you. You know, there is an audience for everything. Maybe it is that you join a membership. Maybe it is that you network more in, um, in free Facebook groups, but there's always going to be an audience and there's always going to be a group of people out there, but it's your responsibility to find those people in the beginning that will support your work. But I love that. I love that we went down that path of just finding people yeah. to support you will really, really help keep you going. Yeah, but definitely. I would love to get into actual strategy behind video. <laughs> so you said something interesting before about how obviously YouTube's a much bigger ball game because yes, there is this expectation that your videos are edited. I mean, not probably, you know, it doesn't need to be like Steven Spielberg style <laughs> editing at this stage. I mean, I know he's a director, but you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be a full blown production, <laughs> but there is some expectation that it's well edited. Whereas Instagram things are just so much more raw, but how does someone actually go about choosing a platform? What are the factors that they should consider and should they go on multiple platforms? I'd love to really digest all of this. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good question. And I think, um, you know, what I say to all of my clients is, you know, start small, focusing on one or two platforms definitely is the way to go to just start building that engagement and audience there. Um, but in terms of choosing a platform, I would say, you know, for me, like, like I said, the, the main thing for me is having fun, really just being honest with yourself and seeing how you feel when you create videos and seeing how you feel when you post. Um, of course, you want to be where where your ideal audience is, right? You want to be where people are. Um, but, you know, for me, like I'm a video coach. So, you know, you would think like my people are on YouTube, but really where I've seen the most engagement is on Instagram, probably because I love it so much and it's so fun for me and it just feels so good every time I post there and the energy is right for me. But, um, but also because I work with mainly now female entrepreneurs and after I made that shift, like, the engagement on Instagram has been huge. So it's like, I think it's a combination of choosing a platform where you find your ideal client or your audience, but also it's so important, I think, to really listen to the energy because video really is all about energy. Like if the energy isn't right, like it's just going to ruin everything. Like in the beginning, it was like that for me on YouTube. Like it was just so forced. And um, yeah, I think it's so important that you listen to how you're feeling, but also having fun and all of that and really just going with what feels good and going with the flow. Yeah. It's crazy that you say that because this weekend I literally was supposed to film all day Saturday and I was just not feeling it. It was like the second day of, you know what? And it's like, you know, it's just, it's not a fun time. Anyway. So I was saying to my partner, who's obviously helps me with my videos. Like I just can't as much as I want to push through and do this right now. I have noticed a significant like data-based difference of when I filmed in a state of pure joy and happiness and when I forced myself to make the videos. Like even at this stage of my journey, like when I've just showed up because I have to make a video, as like compared to when I've showed up because like if I really want to, I'm having fun, like I'm feeling good, I'm looking good. Like there really is a difference irrelevant of the topic of content. And so I would love to talk about that a little more, like how I want to go back to the platforms for a second, but just while we're on it, because I think it's so important. What do you mean when you say energy? 
Oh my God. <laughs> this is like, I, I'm the worst at explaining this, but. Um... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Really, you know, for me, when I, when I think about energy, I just think about what feels right um, and all of that. And of course, energy is going to be different for everywhere you are, right? For me, like on Facebook, in my Facebook group, my energy is different because I'm communicating with the members in my group. Like I'm listening to what they're saying, listening to their questions and whatever. Yeah, exactly. But on Instagram, it's different. I'm, I'm positive. I'm having like happy vibes because I, you know, something great happened or whatever. And I'm sharing that. Um, whereas YouTube, it's more structured. It's more about the educational content and all of that. So it's going to be different and, and that's totally fine. Like, you know, every platform is different, but definitely when it goes, when it becomes too much to the point where it's like, it's ruining, you know, the fun that you're having and, and you really just cannot deliver the content in the way you want to. And it's not really speaking to people and, and you see it when you edit or whatever, or when you watch the video back, like something's just not right here. Then, then I think it's, you know, that's when you're really, yeah, you have to reconsider like what you're doing and, and really think about how you're feeling in that moment. Yeah. For sure. And I just so agree with that. Like the way that I kind of explain energy in the most simplistic way possible is like twofold. It's the mood that you feel like you're in. And then based on that mood, it's like how people receive you. Right. So it's like, if you're showing up and dragging yourself through the mud to make a video because you feel like you should, you feel like you should be on that platform, but you actually just really don't see the point or you hate it. Like there is no point. There is no point creating that content. Like even in the beginning, like we spoke before about this feedback loop and how it's great to get support, but there still should be an element of you who's like, I just enjoy this almost irregardless of the people. Like it's your motivation may need that feedback, but like you're willing to do it anyway, just because you love talking about the topic so much and you love exploring the platform so much. Like there so needs to be that level of excitement and joy and a little bit of naivety and then passion behind it all in order for you to actually really attract people. Because yeah, SEO and all of that is great, but there's something magnetic about someone who just loves what they do. And that really shows on video. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. That is huge. And I think, you know, of course there are, you know, you can use every platform in different ways. Like you don't have to do like a 45 minute live on Facebook. If you don't want to, you can do a 10 minute or a two minute live. Um, But I think, yeah, at the same time, like, yeah, I, I really like Instagram because it's so fun to explore. Like there's so many features there and whatever. So I think, yeah, it's really important to explore that and figure out what you like and what you don't like. But at the same time, you know, it's, I think you will quickly realize when it's becoming too much and when it's hurting you more than it's doing good. Yeah. Cool. So we said where your audience is, is obviously one, but the key thing is where you're actually having fun. Is there any other factors that would come in? So if we actually take a step back, you can pretty much do video on any platform at this stage now, can't you? So you can do video both pre-recorded and live on LinkedIn, both pre-recorded and live on Instagram plus instant video stories. Mm -hmm. 
Stories Instant Live on Facebook, Stories Instant yeah. Live on YouTube. So, well, <laughs> like literally anywhere you can do video, right? So where mm. your audience is, how you feel about the platform, is there any other factors? Well, I would say, you know, it's really something that was really game changing for me was like that at one point I was, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And at one point I felt like I, you know, am I the right person to be teaching this and stuff like that. And really, you know, it's the thing about expertise and stuff is that um, I really, until then I hadn't been on Facebook. I haven't, hadn't been live and I hadn't really given myself the chance to actually go deep into something, which I think is so amazing about going live is that you can really just go deep into one, one specific topic. And I think that's really important as well, like for choosing a platform or in whichever way you choose to use it. I think it's so important that you of course explore all of that, but that you really make sure that you're connecting it to how you're feeling and connecting it to the mindset. So if you're feeling like you need to go more in depth, then allowing yourself to do that, either if it's live on YouTube or on Facebook or whatever, or if you're feeling like my audience really needs something short now, something really, really concise and, and amazing value in like 15 seconds or whatever, you know, exploring that if you've, even if it's on Facebook or, or YouTube or whatever, like, I, I don't know if it works on YouTube, that's a bit, yeah, but, uh, you know, on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's really about the exploration of that, but really f listening to what you need as well as, you know, what your audience is responding to. I mean, it's a fine balance. Like it's, yeah. there are many things that play into it, but yeah, I would say that's the key things. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you said like going live really helped you because this is something that I teach all of my students as well. There is nothing more powerful than going live. I, I reckon oh, yeah. it's like, you know, everyone's looking for like, what's the magic key to confidence or like, what's the magic key to success? I think it's lives. <laughs> oh my God. I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> because here's the thing, like, you know, like Ellen said, we all underestimate our expertise. Like we really do. Like you and I had a conversation, uh, I think the other day, and it was like so funny for you to be like, oh, you know, um, I didn't know that video was the thing for me, although I have this degree in like video production. <laughs> but so many people are like that. It's like, I've got 10 years experience in marketing, but you know, I I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm good enough, right? But yeah. so many people go through that. And I think that it's because we're so inundated with information coming our way every single day that we actually kind of do lose sight of what is, you know, literally in our brains. However, when we go live, because there's no time to, for judgment, there's no time to feel those limiting beliefs. Like you just need to talk as you would if you were having a conversation with someone in real time, you allow yourself to access so much more information. I mean, there's been so many times where I've gone live and I've been like, whoa, that was like really good. Where did that come from? Yes. Like, when, where did I learn that? That was just like yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That was honestly like you really put words into what I was feeling at that moment because, you know, I, yeah, before, I, I think actually before I started going live, I really wasn't as confident as confident as I was after. And it's huge. Like you don't think about that. And, and people are usually really scared to go live because it's like, I, I mean, I usually went like for my clients as well, it's like the last thing on their list because they just don't want to face that. But I think it's so like amazing for boosting your confidence, like you said, but also really figuring out 
what specifically do you want to teach on? Because many people are, you know, they have their niche, but maybe not really, maybe they're like going between niches or whatever. And, and they really want to find the right, like the perfect, <laughs> perfect. I hate to say perfect. Yeah, because no. perfect. <laughs> um, like the right thing for them. Like they really want to find something that really lights them on fire. And I think, you know, that's a good thing, like with exploring lives and whatever, like you can really find that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Yes, in the beginning, maybe you don't have an audience yet and there might not be anyone watching you, but like even that one person jumping on and be like, hey, great live, like that can just change yeah. the whole oh entire way that you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like even if like, like I still just have like a, a handful of people watching my live still, but it's like just like when, when I know somebody's watching that totally just changes the feel of the live. Like, and that's like, like you said, then it's when that's when it turns into like, Oh, that was such a good live because you're able to talk to people and help them on the live. It's insane. Yeah, for sure. I love that. So lives help build confidence. We know you need to find the energy in the platform, but also be where your audience are experiment. Now, if someone does want to, cause something I'd really love to kind of use you for, for a moment is that video background because you do have a lot of the technical knowledge. So I have a lot of people telling me that they want to do video, but then they feel really discouraged because it doesn't look like my videos or you know it doesn't look like someone else like it doesn't look like what they see in the movies basically and I'm like it is really hard to achieve quality especially in the beginning and I don't personally believe you need to go out and buy the most expensive camera but what are some like hacks that someone can do to make their videos just look a little bit more professional Okay. Yeah. This is a really good question because this is honestly like the first thing that people ask me in my coaching sessions. And yeah, like you said, it's really not as important as people think. Um, but you know, for hacks and whatever, I really like to keep it simple, like just using what you have. Like, I think, you know, the power of sitting in front of a window is super good. Like, um, even that just, and even for anything like for Instagram stories or whatever, I think it's so good to have natural lighting as well. Um, just really helps with looking professional and all of that. And, and um, something else that is like really surprising is looking into the camera, um, which is so hard for so many people. And I think that's just the thing about video is that it's so good for building trust and all of that. It does so many things at once and, and being able to like actually look at your audience is just really helps with that. I think then they really feel like you're listening to them or like you're speaking directly to them. So just anything like that and, and, you know, using what you have, I think definitely you don't need to go out and buy a new camera. I think, you know, our phones and our computers are so good these days. Like, um, and yeah, for, for like business and whatever, like people usually just really want the value that you can give. So, um, just as long as you have something like a, like clear audio and so people can see you, I think that's, you know, as long as you have that, I think you're covered and, and just really thinking about, you know, just anytime you make videos, just what can you improve? Um, are you sitting in front of the window and whatever? So yeah, I think that's the main thing I would say. I wouldn't make it into like, or I wouldn't invest so much in a better camera until, you know, you actually know that your business is profitable or that you're, you can be consistent. I think consistency is like the, the main question here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love that you said looking in the lens because that's a big mistake that I see so many people doing, especially with the newer iPhones where you can't see the camera. But if you're going live, whether you've got it in landscape or portrait, 
you need to look in the camera because what most people will do is they'll look at themselves the whole time (laughs) and you don't notice, but if your camera is like lengthways or even vertically and you're not looking in that, you're looking down. Like I know this is a podcast so people can't see right now, but it's so weird when someone's not looking at you. I actually have a massive advantage because I have pretty much black eyes. So no one can really see where my pupils are facing. But if you have very light colored eyes, <laughs> yeah, you know, you really need to make sure that you are looking like down the barrel of wherever that lens is on your laptop, on your phone, in your camera. If you do have a camera, like look straight into that because there is something super powerful for the person on the other end to receive that eye contact rather than just the message messaging, right? Yeah, that's huge. And and I think, yeah, also like I don't have the flip up screen on my camera, which just helps a lot. Like I've been looking into the camera since the beginning and but because it's super distracting, right? If, yeah. if people aren't looking at you, it's like you, you can tell or yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it depends, like especially with iPhones. I think it's very you can tell very noticeably like that they're not looking at you. But, um, you know, for for webinars or like this, like on a Zoom call or whatever, then it's it's different because you're like actually looking at the other person. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said about having the lighting. Like I don't, I I also very much think people underestimate the power of having the window, but everyone, well, not everyone. I see so many people having the window behind them. It's going to go in front of you. (laughs) Oh, me too. It's like, oh, it's like, even I feel like it's worse than having like yellow light or whatever, but Um, yeah, it's insane. And yeah, it, like you said, it's like, it just does something with, I don't know, it's just the feeling of the video or whatever, or the quality or, or, you know, it's so much more inspiring to look at. And, and I think, you know, that's, you know, like we talked about, like video is all about energy and all of that. So yeah, I think it just helps overall and, and really just makes you stand like we can focus on you and not, you know, what the lighting looks like. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. So having like literally just as much as possible, finding a window to sit in front of having good audio, looking into the camera. And I think that's such great advice because again, like I think so many people then think, Oh, I need to have this perfect background. Like I need to edit it with all of these things in it. And really, if you're just starting out, that's not what you need to be doing. What you need to be doing is focusing on, like you said, Alan, finding the right audience, having clarity on what you say and just having fun doing it. That will get you so much further than having all of these fancy schmancy editing tricks. Oh yeah. And I'm glad you brought up editing as well, because I think that's something, or for my clients, that has been a major headache, like thinking while they're recording, like, oh crap, I'm making so many mistakes. I have to edit this. And really like, it like your mistakes don't matter. Like we're all human. We all make mistakes. And, you know, I think if you can record a video in one take, that's so amazing. Like you, then you really show that you're genuine and authentic and you don't have to do as much editing, which is great as well. So yeah, really don't um, overwhelm yourself with self-criticism, I think. For sure. And I think that's why people like live so much because it's so much more real. Like it's so much more authentic. I mean, I'm so much more attracted these days to the content that I watch, like the Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star series is my favorite thing that I'm watching at the moment. And like, that is just so raw with shaky camera angles. And like, you know, you can hear the camera clicking, but like why I like it so much is because it's like, I'm there. And I think that that's what people are actually moving more towards, even with video content. I mean, sorry, even with um, photography content, like people just want to see like the raw 
picture rather than the over edited Photoshop style, perfect image. Like that's why stories are so big. People just want the realness. Yeah, it's huge. And it's also just so much more relatable as well. Like I think that's so huge, especially if you're building a business, like you really want to be relatable. And, and for me as well, that has been so amazing just as a, you know, I've just been in business for 10 months now, but, but, and I'm still like a, a newbie and whatever, but I think that's, has been so great because I've attracted some amazing people into my community that just really want to see me grow as well and want to be a part of the journey. And yeah, I think that's just so much better than, you know, having it be super professional and, and over edited. And like we talked about, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also like, do you know, I love it because now I'm really starting to make like a new series where I'm kind of like documenting the journey to like making a million dollars because it's in the foreseeable future now. And I love being able to go back because quite often I've input some clips from my first vlogs, right? So like, you've got to think about when you're, when you are when you have grown, like being able to go back to those first few months and being like, Oh my God, this looked like shit. But like, also like in a good perspective, like being really appreciative of how far you've come. I mean, if you're perfect from day one, where is there to go? Oh yeah. I'm so, that's huge. Right. I'm just so grateful for making YouTube videos in the beginning, even though it was so hard and so crap, like just looking back on it, like from time to time is just so amazing because I think, you know, often we just look forward, we forget to look back. Right. And, and take things for granted and whatever, but then you can just look back and be so grateful for how far you've come. And you like, you're going to be surprised how quickly you actually grow as a human being. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause one of my clients um, that I worked with sort of more towards the end of last year, who's like ultra, ultra, ultra successful. Now I remember her saying to me like the first time that she went live, she hated it. Like she was like, this was like the worst thing. It was so scary. Like I made all these mistakes. Should I delete it? And now she's like doing all of these like hectic live trainings, but it's so funny. Like just because you do one bad live or because you start off bad or like your videos don't look great in the beginning, like that's not a defining feature of where your future is. Like your future isn't defining what's going on now. Like there's always room to grow. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. That's so important. I am so glad you brought it up. And also like, I think, you know, really as business owners, we're also always beating ourselves up if, you know, if the launch didn't go as well as it, as we wanted it to or whatever. And yeah, I, I think that's, you know, I think it's so important if you're going into video, having that expectation that in the beginning, it's going to be hard and it's going to be, you know, not as great as I'm envisioning in my mind, but you're going to get there and, and it's going to be so powerful looking back on it and also so powerful when you do because you've grown in such a short amount of time and that's just really impressive just on its own yeah yeah and that that's what gives you motivation along with the feedback is like the progression if yeah. like if you don't see yourself progressing you're not going to be motivated to continue to move forward because you'll feel stuck and even if that stuck is like the ideal situation for now it will eventually become monotonous and mundane right so moving forward is the thing that's always going to keep you moving forward. Oh yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And it's so like underestimated because, you know, like say you had a bad launch or whatever, then the next launch is super successful. That's going to be so much better, like so much bigger for you. Yeah. If you like, if, if it went smoothly the first time, you're going to be like, oh, that was easy. And, and the yeah. next time it's, and you, you know, you're learning so much more from those mistakes and from that so huge much. growth. Yeah. yeah. So really just, I would say just 
be grateful for it. Like be yeah. grateful for the journey and all of that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect segue into the last thing I wanted to speak about is using videos to actually get clients. Like so many people are so like, they feel like this is just so scary or like they don't know how to do this. When for me, it's like video is the best way to sell or the best (laughs) way to get clients. Right. So how does someone actually use video to start getting clients for their business? Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Like you said, it's the amazing thing about YouTube, which I don't know if there's like a, a, like a similar form or medium that does this, but it does so many things at once. You know, it's trust building, you can create content engagement. It's, you know, you're building your authority expertise and all of that. And, and really the thing about video, even though like now it's like huge, like selling on video is huge and it's something you have to face like as a business owner, but even so like the content, like you said, even just creating super amazing content that's really like speaks to your ideal client's needs and pain points that can really attract clients even before you have to like sell anything or launch anything. And that's so amazing. Like that transformation and, and just really knowing that what you've created has spoken to people on the level that, you know, you didn't even have to go on and talk about your offer, even though, you know, that's really important as well. Like don't avoid that. But, um, but yeah, I think just that and, and really, you know, being authentic, like we talked about is so important for this. I think, People are like, maybe it worked in the past, but people are really like, um, I don't know, suspicious. No, that's not the right word, but they're like really clear on what they want. They, they know, like they can see like who you are, like, uh, especially if you're on video. So really just being authentic, I think is the clue for this. People want to buy from people that they really trust and that they love. Like I bought from you because you're a freaking amazing human being. Right. And that's the same with all of the people that I bought things from or, and stuff like that. So I think, you know, that's the power of video. Like you're really able to show off your personality and who you are and be authentic. And really, I think that's like the thing about selling. Like we, we think it's about these strategies and whatever, and like that's important as well. But, you know, the mindset behind it and the personality, the person behind it is so much more important to get out there um, because that's just something that people will connect with. And, and yeah. you know, really, if they connect with your story and the things that you've done in your life, they want that for themselves and then they're going to become your client potentially. So, yeah, I think that's the main thing. Oh, and I love that so much because that to me is really why I'm so attracted to brand, well, personal branding more so than like aesthetics branding, because you don't have to sell as much when you've built that trust and built that relationship with your audience. And there is no better way to do that than video. I'd like to invite everyone for a moment to just think about the last purchase that they made of a course, a coach, a membership or anything like, have you seen the person's face? Have you seen them speaking to you? Like, I'd be really surprised if someone said to me, oh no, I just bought off the website. Like, I don't actually know who it's from, unless it's a big organization, different story. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's very rare that you just pop onto someone's website without any images of them, without any type of content, like, you know, and just buy from them. Even if someone has a really big podcast, they're probably still doing Instagram stories. Like everyone's got some type of video element because that is the biggest way to build trust with your audience. And I really love the, what you said that selling doesn't always have to be this like two spaces left, like all of these things. Like it's when you deliver value, 
and you show your expertise and you position yourself as the authority, like people are going to be intrigued and want to know more. Then you just put in the, Hey, here's my coaching. Here's my offer. Here's my something. And that works just as well as like constantly doing the big launch stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that's so important. I think most of your listeners are, you know, building their business on their own and, and that can be so hard, but, and really something that I've found lately was, you know, not really focusing so much on the money and, and the selling and all of that, but really shifting the focus into the engagement, creating just a really strong community. I think that's just really so much better and, and yeah. really takes the pressure off because I feel like a lot of people when they, and for me as well, when I, you know, started selling on video, it was really intimidating and really just really scary to have to sell something. And, and, you know, I felt really weird about it. Um, but I think that's amazing when you can actually make it into um, just being you and, and just talking about what, how passionate you are about what you yeah. do and, and stuff like that and, and really just educating, like we said. And I think that's, you know, that would be like my top tip for selling home video probably, yeah. yeah. Just educating. And then of course, like we're not saying that you just like, just leave it at that. You do have to have an offer and you do have to be like, yeah. I've got something available. It can't just be like, go find it. It's a scavenger hunt. Like, of course you need to have that call to action on the end of it, but like leading with the education, leading with the value, leading with the passion, leading with all of that stuff. And then, you know, saying, Hey, I've got something available. If you'd like to buy it rather than constantly having to be like, someone buy my products, like buy, 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 buy. Like just putting that passion into it and then just telling people where they can go to get more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's really important to also do that. And I think it's good that you brought it up because, um, you know, people are hesitant to buy, like, it's not like people are going on Instagram to buy stuff. It's really more like, um, you know, they're really attracted to the person like we talked about. And if, so if I've been watching you for several months and I'm like, I really like this Erin girl, like she's got some really amazing tips and values to give, like, and then you're saying like that I, you have a product that you're launching. That's when, you know, you're giving me the opportunity to buy because I, I would have bought from you like the first chance I got. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's why it's really, like you said, it's, it's not about like launching constantly and, and always selling and whatever, but um, really, oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. <laughs> My boyfriend. Um, um, and, but just really, just really building up that content and really that trust building and all of that. And then selling when people, um, you know, Ready are really buy. crazy about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I yeah. can talk about video forever, but we will give the people a break. We will give them an opportunity to go out there and go live because <laughs> yeah. that's what they should go be live. doing right after this. <laughs> Awesome. So what's going on with you at the moment? What have you got coming up? Let us know a little bit more about where people can find you. Yeah. So um, really exciting month coming up next month, uh, the 11th of November, 11-11. I am starting a brand new free challenge for people. It's called monetize your videos with a small following, which is what I'm all about. Um, and it really takes you from the beginning, from the researching, from all of that until actually selling and all of that and creating your offer. And yeah, segueing into an amazing group coaching program that is coming up very soon. So yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love that 11-11 perfect day as well. My friend is giving birth on that day. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's a great day for creation. <laughs> it really is. 
I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You have no idea how much I appreciate your time. And of course, everyone needs to come follow you Instagram because that's the place where you have the most fun, right? (laughs) Definitely. Instagram is the place to go. My username is Ellen on film. If you want to go and hang out there with me. (laughs) Of course. And we will have it linked below as well. Thank you so much, lovey. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I really, really, really hope that you enjoyed that chat. Oh my gosh, there was just so much valuable content in there. But particularly the biggest takeaways that I would suggest that you write down is that first of all, the most important aspect of video is energy. You need to show up really passionate about what you do. And yes, that is going to take some time, especially if you've got fear and self-doubt. But the only way to get to that point where your energy is truly shining with video is to just create more video. I mean, please take a couple of seconds today to go watch my first YouTube video because it was horrendous. And obviously now I can create videos that help me to grow my business, but that is not where I started. Everybody starts at ground zero. So really push yourself to just continuously create. Find the platform that you most enjoy. Work on your energy. Make sure you just use those few little tips like sitting in front of a window. You have no idea how much difference it can make and staring down the barrel of that lens. But also going that extra mile to just be super informative, super educational, super authentic and super helpful because that is how you're going to pre-sell people into your programs, into your coaching before you even ever have to tell them that you've got something available. But then of course, don't forget to tell them that you've got something available. All right, make sure you do go follow Ellen. She is so amazing. I love her so much. This was such a beautiful, amazing episode. I want to thank you so much for your time. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.